Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast. This is Bob Shoneman alongside Pete Robertson. Hey, what's happening? And Barry Rice is here today. Guess what? I'm back. (laughs) We are excited to have the Tricord back in the house. Amen. Awesome. I have to say, guys, I have missed you guys so much. Not only uh, the people that are listening, but Pete and Bob. I mean, I missed you guys so much. It's so good to see you. Yeah. Uh, we miss you as well, Barry. It's uh, definitely it's a different dynamic when you are in the room. Barry looks different today, though. He does. Yeah. He, he so, came back. He came back looking a little, 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 a little different. You guys yeah. got to check him out on YouTube if you're listening. Yeah. What to the you podcast. guys don't know though is hunting season is in November, and I have to start in July to grow the beard <laughs> in November, right? Isn't it like no shave November? November yeah. Or something yeah. Like that? But I have yeah. to start in August. Yeah. Yes. You got to get a head start. Yeah. I, I, I have the same issue, but I'm not 95 degrees degrees out i am not growing a beard yeah i just looked like my face is like a roly-poly and so i w- grow it to like thin out my face a little bit it's camouflage yeah so, so like it, when i don't wear camouflage. when i shave my face i look i mean around i'm a yeah i i have to have a beard y'all y'all want to know the real it. reason why i'm doing it i do yeah because of the rocky movie when he trained in russia yeah i'm going into training you are yeah you, right. technically i mean you just said you were so we're gonna he's gonna go back into russia and yeah and train absolutely rocky four baby yeah. no that's he's gonna do what not rocky seven or something what oh they're gonna do a new one no he's he's the main character i like it no I i'm like the it. opponent <laughs> <laughs> He's like Sylvester's got to be like seventy. I can, yeah. I think I can take. Him. <laughs> but he's in better. He is in unbelievable shape. Uh, no doubt. Well, we had a good weekend. We all, all three of us, got to go to the Better Man event here in Orlando. Um, that was a blast, televised around the world and and all fifty states as well. But there was some cool some cool guests. What was your guys' favorite part of uh, the Better Man event? Um. I don't know. I mean, it was it was. It's actually we've been to a few of them. That was probably one of the better ones we've been to. It was one of the better better men. Yeah, I, I mean, thought so the, too. Uh, what was it? Toby Mac was the lead singer. Toby Mac was he did really a concert good. for us. That yeah, was nice. That was awesome. And then Denzel Washington was there. But the highlight, I think, was when Kaka showed up. Ricardo Kaka. I had no idea who he was. No. Is it Kaka? Kaka. But I call him Kaka. <laughs> Doesn't that mean poo poo? <laughs> I think so. His I don't think Ricardo. you would appreciate that. Not if no. you say it like a macaw. I think if you I don't, go caca, caca, I think you're I don't, right. So he, I don't think he would care how I say it because I have no idea who he is until that show, that that event. Yeah. I now met somebody new. He's worth like $100 million. But he, what a great interview. Yeah. Wouldn't it be awesome if he was on the show someday? Yeah. That the, would be cool. The, so if you know caca, hook him up with us. We, we'd love to have him on the show. man of God. Yeah, he's a genuine dude. Yeah. He really loves Jesus. And can I just say I love all Brazilians. I mean, they are just the neatest people. They're amazing <laughs> people. To the bang. I agree with you. Yeah. We have a we have a life group on Wednesdays and half of it's filled with Brazilians. That's so yeah. cool. They're you should start people. doing it in Portuguese. Yeah. You know, you got to love a family that uh, knows how to eat. And the Brazilians, they they know how to eat. <laughs> Not just that, they dance and they're fun. Yeah. They just know how to party man they're just fun people what else is going on barry what have you been up to well guys i you know it's been a while since i've been on and and what i've been doing is uh just really downloading a lot of stuff from the lord and and uh man he is calling me out again and uh you know i I try to use the uh, moses excuse but i'm old you know and all that and but uh 
53 years old. I'm going to be planting a new church in what? 2022, and and God is just doing amazing things. And uh, I, I need your prayers. I really do, because I really believe that God is leading me to an area that we're going to see families transformed by the gospel and just can't wait. I just cannot wait to see what God's going to do. And because I, uh, on the front end, I removed myself out of the way and, and, uh, I, I just said, Lord, you're going to have to do this, whatever you want, but I'm getting out of the way. And it's amazing. The doors that he's opened. That's awesome and exciting. And uh, sounds a little bit scary, but Maybe it's because I've never done a church plant before. Yeah. Fear I, not, my brother. I mean, I've done two and your your mindset, I mean, obviously you've when once you sense that God's called you and you're just being obedient and doing that, you know, if God be for you, nothing be against you. So you you're in that mindset and, and you have that hope and that assurance and, and that. But at the same time, it's like whenever you step out for God in faith, it, it is freaky, man. I mean, you're getting you're getting dropped into the middle of a water, and you're like, uh, "Is this really God? What you want me to do?" I mean, is I mean, anybody going to show up? Is anybody going to come? You know, is this is this all in vain? You know, I had this idea the other day. You know how uh, Jonah disobeyed the Lord, and he got swallowed by a fish. Uh, I was thinking about that story the other day. What if Jonah would have went to where God wanted him to go? I think there still would have been a fish. And he would have rode the back of it ah, on the way. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, I think it just would have been a totally different ride. I really do. But uh, I, it, I, I'm getting ready for the ride of my life, and uh, I'm excited. And uh, I, I love to call all of our listeners to move down to Orlando and help me plant this church. <laughs> there you go. Or send your checks, either one. That doesn't <laughs> Man, well, we'll be we're praying for you. Absolutely, and we pray for you every week. Anyway, Barry, but uh, that's exciting. Really exciting news. What's going on with you, Pete? What's new in your life besides buying cars and uh, getting your your kids out of the house or trying to? Anyway? Yeah, I mean, th- this week we got our our daughter, our eighteen year old daughter. She got a car. It's it's an old car, but it's a really nice car. It's a two thousand three Lincoln Aviator. That's nice. Yeah, it, it's the whole inside is really nice. It's like it hasn't. It's not old at all. It's all nice and nice wow it's just nice <laughs> yeah and it drives well and it and it's big and that's the big thing we wanted a bigger car for her smart father yeah. right there so we wanted a bigger car for her we wanted to you know just make sure that it has airbags and all right. the safety stuff and so we did that and she's a really good driver so it's not like she's not a good driver she's a really good driver and so we just wanted to uh make sure that happened and so she started a new job she's nannying now full-time and so I don't know. It's exciting. exciting. Yeah, yeah, our kids are. It's, I'm like empty nester, man. We don't have our kids around anymore. It's kind of crazy. Barry had that once happen, and now you know he has more kids. So you know, yeah, we couldn't handle it. <laughs> He's got a five year old. He's not gonna have an empty nest for quite not a while. Hey, can, can I give an update? There's <laughs> Please. A, out of a like. Uh, 17 puppies there's only one left oh that's right we were talking about that right? last time yeah we were last here. so show. that's an update right yeah we had all these puppies this summer and that was a lot of fun my it's kids a, a french bulldog yeah so we got one little boy left and uh he, I, i'm gonna have to give it to someone by prying it out of my wife's hands <laughs> and that bulldog if you guys if you guys want to see pictures we'll put it up on riot podcast it is so it the french bulldog the frenchy frenchy sorry my wife 
corrected me. That's if um, it's still available by the time yeah, the show. Yeah, we'll airs. put it up so you can see. It. It's yeah. absolutely adorable. Yeah, I mean, there, we'll I, I heard there's a chance that it might go sooner. Yeah, but if you're looking for a, a no, if you're looking for a Frenchie, contact us and we'll get you in contact. We'll ship the dog. We'll fly the dog for a price anywhere. For a price. Yeah. For a small phenomenal fee. Yeah. Anywhere. Oh mercy. But truthfully, if you're looking for a Frenchie, this no, dog. That, that's true. If you see this on Riot Podcast, that or, I mean, on our what is it, our, our Facebook or our Instagram, um, and you can find it on RiotPodcast.co. We'll we'll put the picture. It's amazing. We'll have it up today. What was that website again? Riotpodcast.co. That's excellent. And yeah. if you uh, say that you heard it on the Riot Podcast, I'll I'll give you five dollars five hundred dollars off. What? There you go. There you go. Wow. Yeah. You got a discount. And I, someone's calling now. <laughs> <laughs> Call one eight hundred Riot Podcast. <laughs> uh, well, we're having a good time today, and and Pete Pete brought up the website. Of course, uh, always look for us on our social media sites, the Riot Podcast on uh, Facebook, and, all, and if you're on YouTube, make sure you click the subscribe button and the list, the little bell, which tells you every Thursday you like when the, yeah, cool. ding, yeah. you know, not the Southwest bell, the regular, you know, yeah. the YouTube YouTube bell that tells you when we have a new podcast released. Well, any anything else before we jump into the show, guys? I looked into bobbleheads. Did you, oh, that's right. We were talking yeah. about that last yeah. week. So we can do bobbleheads. I think we'd have to buy like 50, though. So I've got to figure out. How Are there really 50 people that want a bobblehead? Of- I don't know, dude. I can <laughs> look at. I mean, look at us. We're totally bobbleheads up there. I mean, we're, we look good bobbleheading. And we're going to put those colors, too. That's going to be it. So it's going to be green and yellow That's for hilarious. me. Orange for Barry. And Bob is orange and, I mean, whatever Barry is, mustard yellow. Yeah. Yeah, that's us, right? There. You guys, he's looking at and the poster, purple. guys. Yeah. You know, yeah. Purple pants. Yeah, you can't get Barry's purple pants <laughs> because clearly he wears those every All Sunday when he's preaching. That's right. He so, wears purple pants. So we are going to do bobbleheads eventually. So we'll have bobbleheads. Do we call them hip huggers? Is that the type of pants uh, we wear? Your skinny purple jeans. <laughs> right. I think everybody has to have a bobblehead. Oh, it's mercy. Just, it's just fun. Too much fun. Yeah. Too much fun. Well, we were talking. I'm going to start jumping into the show. <laughs> we were talking this uh, about this. This You guys remember, uh, our listeners, you guys remember the old uh, show, Candid Camera? And uh, they would just kind of do like kind of pranks and stuff like that. Well, we were we were talking about this show. Um, that kind of leads into what we want to talk about the show today. So I want to, um, I'm going to read this to you and I think you'll in, hopefully enjoy this. It says, in an old Candid Camera episode... An actor is on a busy sidewalk and begins looking at the ground. He walks around a bit and continues to look down. People are passing by, and a few give him strange looks. But after a couple minutes, he decides to get down on his hands and knees and begins feeling around with his hands. People begin to slow down and watch. They're watching what he's doing. And finally, one person actually stops and starts looking at the ground, too. Then another one begins, and then another one, and then more and more people are, like, searching on the sidewalk. And then in a few minutes, the camera shows about a dozen people looking down, some even on their hands and knees. At that point, the actor, who got all this started in the first place, quietly gets up and walks away. No one else notices that he, that he has even left. They're so intent in their search that they never even bothered to ask what they were looking for. That's amazing. This is a great picture of how many people live in our society today. They're searching for something because they know there's got to be more to life. 
The sad part is that they'll never find it if they don't know what it is that they're looking for or what they're missing. We're going to discover in our reading today that if you want to break free from your past, um, where you put your eyes is very, very important. Let me say that again. If you want to break free from your past, you, you need to know uh, where to put your eyes. Instead of looking down, Paul challenges us to look up, to look out, to look in, and to look around. Yeah, I mean today's today's um, show title is is to break free from your past, and and if you guys are listening to this and you want to follow along, go turn into Colossians chapter three verses one through eleven, and that's what we're going to read today. But it's it's this story really hit home for me. It's like. You know, there's some people that can, that all of a sudden, you ever been in a crowd like, hey, what's going on? What's going on? What's everybody looking at? What's everybody looking at? And, um, and, and then all of a sudden, everybody just, the crowd starts moving. They start trying to figure out. Everybody's asking questions. What's going on? What's going on? And um, it's in order to see what was going on, you had to look at, you had to peer at what exactly what's happening. And so what this story is saying is that in life, if you're looking in the wrong direction, or if you're trying to find something that is that is uh, not beneficial, or you're looking back into something that's not going to help you, then then you know is it worth really doing it? Is it worth it? And and unfortunately, in today's times or the world's way of doing things, the world has one way of looking. God's way is completely opposite of that way of looking, and and too often we get caught up into um, the world's way of looking at. It what we're supposed to do in life, what our next steps are in life. And so I think today's scriptures are kind of going to, you know, like help us to realize the things to look for, to be aware of, um, and where to look. I don't know, Barry, do you have any thoughts with that? Absolutely. I heard a story too, Pete, that goes along with this. And and there was this old dog that uh, was running through town and, and it was just barking up a storm and chasing at something and chasing something. And, and, all the stray dogs around town got into the race, uh, but they uh, they quit. Most of them quit, and it was only the dog that saw what he was chasing that that uh, didn't quit, didn't give up, and and because he had his eyes on the prize mm. and he had his eyes on Christ, had his eyes that, and he came back so proud, just uh, showing everybody the the rabbit in his mouth, and and uh, you know. What we fix our eyes on, Pete, really matters. And it, you know, I've heard it said many times that if you're just a a few degrees off on the vision uh, or on your destination, uh, in the end, you're going to be way off. And uh, depends on what you got your eyes on is where you're going to end up. There's no question. And I think that it's it's, that's true. And I think that this the story of this, the candy camera episode is it's it's showing that there's a there's a world way there's a way that everybody will follow and it doesn't mean that's necessarily right and and there's also a way that we can um we can follow that is the very best and so it's like that's what it's kind of saying is like where are we looking what is our where's our attention and um and so that's that's kind of what paul's talking about let me just kind of give a brief overview of colossians so in colossians so far we have learned that if we we get Christ right, we get everything else right. And so that's kind of what Paul is is breaking down as we're reading through the book of Colossians. Jesus is supreme over his creation, his church. And now we're going to see here in chapter three and four that he is supreme over the Christian. 
there are practical implications that should be evident if one surrenders to the supremacy of Jesus. I think it was what Bob three shows back. We said, Jesus, 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 right? It was like everything was about Jesus. Paul was overemphasizing everything to be about Jesus. But as such, we move now from the principle to practice. So Paul was giving us the, the deity of Christ. He was giving us the, uh, the importance, the majesty of Christ. He was elevating Christ to a point where he's saying everything begins and ends with him. But now what he's doing is in these next chapters three and chapter four, he's changing us into the practice of a Christian. It's one thing to to understand the importance of Christ and in, in, in our relationship with him, but now there's actual practice to that fellowship that we have with Christ. So from the indicative, the imperative, from the is to the ought, it does little good if we can declare and defend the truth, but fail to demonstrate it in our own lives. Let's pray that we uh, were not like those described in, they claim to know God, but their actions, they denied him. And so that's kind of where we're at. And so it's like, there's a lot of Christians that are listening to this podcast. There's a lot of people that are hearing us and, and they claim to know God. And we're going to kind of talk about that a little bit, but they, but there's no fruit. There's no evidence. There's, there's this, the, what we see in their life is the evidence of the world. We do not see the evidence of a transformed life. And so Paul is going to talk to them today, those people. And so let's pray and we'll open this up. God, we just thank you. We praise you. We love you. We honor you. We worship you. I pray, God, that you would help us to learn what it means to follow the crowd that's following you. Lord, we don't want to follow the crowd of the world. Lord, the world's way is is a lot grander. There's a lot more people following that standard of living. And Lord, there's a lot less people that are following the absolute truth, and that is you. And so, Lord, help us today. Help us to hear your truth. Help us to understand that um, uh, the, the things that we need to be aware of, the things that we need to look out for. Uh, Lord, help us to take in our hearts uh, the reality that, that uh, everything in our life needs to be about you, beginning, middle, and end. And Lord, that if we try to take in the things of the world, it's going to take us off track. As, as Barry said, Lord, it's just a little degrees off. It could take us completely off to another part that we don't need to be. And so, Lord, help us. Lord, help us to see clearly, Lord, what, every, what, what the Christians are to be looking at. Help us not get caught up into the world's rat race. Help us not get caught up into uh, the norm of what's, what everybody else is doing, but let us do what you want us to do. And that's to focus it on you. And so, Lord, as we break down this passage of Colossians 3, 1 through 11, Lord, I just pray that you would help us to, to understand it, to read it, to interpret it, Lord, and to more importantly, apply it to our lives. And so, Lord, we give you praise, we give you honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So let me read Colossians 3, 1 through 11 to you. It says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. For you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, 
malice, slander, and obscene talk, obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here there is not, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian and Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all mm. and in all. Wow. So powerful. Do you want to speak to that? Oh, one of my favorite passages. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to talk to uh, put to death real quick. That word is mortify. <laughs> and it's it's to absolutely kill and murder and to put to death is, is a great translation of it. And the things that aren't pleasing to God. And, uh, man, I love this passage. Can't wait for us to unpack it today and for, you know, uh, to look up, to look out, to look in. Mm-hmm. And uh, my goodness. I think the context here is is Paul is is saying, you know, I and, and I kind of put this, and we can read this here in a statement, but it's like he's at, he's looking at these Christians in, in Colossae Church. And says, listen, you've been given the truth. And I know that these these guys are coming in and they're trying to confuse you. They're trying to make it like, hey, you you need to you know obey the law as well. You need to continue to do your works. You need to. And then they're bringing in like the the Eastern mysticisms and the Eastern cultures and stuff, trying to confuse these people. And he's and he's Paul is saying, listen, when God gave you the when I when the truth was presented to you, you you received it and you understood that you were saved. And you understood that it was nothing that you did. It was all what Christ did and that he set you free. And he's giving you this freedom to live a, a way that's, that's wonderful, that's amazing. And, and, I, and I thought of this, and, and we've used this a lot in, in ministry, but I thought of a butterfly. And I, and I looked at it this way. It's like what Paul is saying to these Christians, listen, you're a butterfly. You're beautiful right now. You, you, you're a new creation in Christ. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things now are made new. You're beautiful. Why are you wanting to go back into being a caterpillar? I mean, as a, as a butterfly, you're, able to, you're free to fly. You're free to go. You're, you have the, you're saved by grace. You're, you're forgiven. You're all this stuff. Why are you wanting to go back to the old system? Why are you wanting to go back to doing things in the old way? Why are you wanting to get snared up into what the world is teaching why are you why is your your views going with the world's way and not pointing yourself to what god's doing kind of like that candid thing and so that's kind of what i'm seeing here and it's you know it's 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 it just doesn't make sense when you become a believer you're like that butterfly you come out of your cocoon it may take you some time to fly spiritually but once you become a new creation in christ you are what you are you're a new creation don't try to be something you're not. Don't continue on the path of the world's ways. Don't continue to try to follow what the world is offering. It's, it's, it's not, all it's doing is it's taking you back into the old system, the old yuckiness. It doesn't, there's no beauty there. There's no freedom there. And that's what I kind of see what Paul is saying. Barry, any thoughts of that? Yeah, the, the process of a caterpillar becoming a a butterfly is called metamorphosis, right? We mm-hmm. talked about that before on another show, but that process, he he is or she, whatever the caterpillar is, is no longer a a worm, no longer something that that walks on its belly. It has now become something totally new, and that's the believer. And uh, 
How can we revert to the past life that we have? How can we, how can we who are new, you know, second, second Corinthians five seventeen. once we're in Christ, we're a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. And, and how can we go back? And I love the way Romans six puts it. One of my favorite verses is Romans 6, 6. And it says, for we know that our old self was crucified with him. Why? So that the body ruled by sin might be done away with. Mm. That we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been set free from sin. And then and then it goes on to say in verse 15, What then shall we set? Shall we sin because we're not under the law, but under grace? By no means. God forbid. How can we don't you know that? When you offer yourselves to someone as obedient slaves, you are slaves of the one you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Over and over and over, Paul says, prove that you're a new person by living differently. Yeah. I mean, it just, it just, it should be like a matter of fact, but unfortunately it's not. It's in, in some of it is because pastors haven't done their job. They haven't discipled their people the way they should have. Um, it's some of it has to do with because, well, truthfully is because maybe they're not teaching this to the, to the congregation, that it's the congregation's responsibility to come alongside of these people, to help them understand the word of God, to help them, to get them involved in life groups, get them involved in things. And, um, and so there's a lot of reasons, but I mean, there really is no excuse. If you're, if you truly were set free, if you truly, if God called you out of this darkness and he called you into this marvelous light, that he, he, he so touches your life that you are changed. You, you can't be the same. You can't go back. You know, Titus 1, this is referencing Titus 1.16. They said they claim to know God, but their actions, they deny him. They are detestable, disobedient, and unfit for doing anything good. And these are, called, these are Christians. And so if you're, if, you're, if you're a follower of Christ, or supposedly a follower of Christ, and your lifestyle is not reflecting that of Christ in any way, shape, or form, and it's still the going the way of the world, and your eyes are still focused on the things of the world, then you're, you're, you can't, as, as it says in Titus, you, there's, you're disobedient, unfit from doing anything good. That, that should pierce your heart. Yeah. You know, people ask, well, what, what does that look like? Well, here, this, I just wrote these down. This is not, you know, maybe one or two of these might relate to you, maybe none of them, but I'm not saying all of them have to be present for this to be you, but, but you constantly reference your own achievements. A person that's really not surrendered to God, you're always going to talk about your own achievements. Another one is you're going to avoid certain conversations. You always want to be in control of the conversation. And so if you're having a conversation with somebody, you're going to want to have them one up because you have all the smarts. That's what's happening here in Colossae. These guys have all the education. They're the Gnostic mindset. They have all this, you know, I have an epiphany from the angels. I, you know, as it said in the last chapter, you know, all of these, that's, that's kind of your, your relationships with people. You, you, you always have to have the answer. Another thing is you twist and justify scripture. Mm. I did that in my past. I would take certain scriptures to justify to what I was doing. And, and if that's your, that's, that's, that's a tall tale sign that maybe you're denying God. You're denying that he's, his infallible truth is what it is. We have to let the truth of God speak for itself. We should not add or delete to it. Or, or you profess love, but you don't show it much. How many times have you heard that? People are saying they love love, but they go watch them treat their wives or watch how they treat their kids. 
Watch how they treat the people that are close to them. Go and observe them at the office place. That was my issue. I would go to the, to the outside and I would go at my office and I would be mean to my employees at times. That's completely changed now. But I know that was one of the things that how are you, you say you love people, but go look how you treat other people. You talk, but you don't listen. You don't listen. I mean, people, are, they're all like, oh, I believe in all that. But you really are not listening. You always have an answer before you can hear <laughs> what they're saying. And so you don't acknowledge your mistakes. You tear down others. I mean, that's, those are just a few. I mean, we can go on and on. I'm not trying to bash anybody. I'm just saying, if you, if you fall into any of those, you might be, nigh, be denying God in your life. You might be just like still following the world's ways. Because the warning signs. That is. Yeah. That is. All well, right. let's break down this text, guys. What do you think? All right, go. All right, so let's. Um, the the first thing we can learn, um, the first thing we can learn to break free from our past is to look up. Verse one, it says, "If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God." Yeah, that's just a matter of fact. Yeah, that's pretty simple, right? I, I mean, I, I don't know. Cut and dry. You yeah. got nothing to add to that. I I don't know, Barry. I mean, it's... for for me. Uh, before I got saved, there was a lot of professional football players that were my idols. And I was trying to to walk in their footsteps, try to walk in my dad's footsteps, trying to be a great athlete, trying to be a, a professional ball player. And, and when I came to know Christ, uh, football was still important, but it wasn't my life. And uh, the person that we have got to look up to and emulate and make our hero is Jesus Christ. Amen. And, and uh, if if someone was to put a microscope on your life and said, how much like Christ you are, and they followed you around, they put a video camera, they followed you around, <laughs> what does your action say about how close you are to Christ? It, it, it is the telltale sign. Here's here's where I have a problem, Pete. Hmm. I think, you know, working in, in church ministry for over 25 years, you know, a lot of people say, I have prayed a prayer and I'm a Christian. And becoming a Christian is more than just praying a prayer. Hmm. It is receiving and believing. And when you believe something and you receive something, it changes you. You know, every believer has the the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit brings conviction. Mm. And and so there's going to be this evidence and this fruit. And what do I believe? I believe that I will stand before a holy God because of my sin. And I change because of my beliefs, and I change because of who I received. And it is a lordship issue, in my opinion. Mm that they don't see themselves underneath the authority of anyone. And they, isn't that the lie in the Garden of Eden? Hmm. The reason why God told you not to eat of that fruit is because the day you do it, you will become like mm-hmm. him. You'll become your own God. And and in the middle of the word <laughs> sin is I. And you, give, you gave just a great uh, illustration of what that looks like. When I am on the throne and I have not stepped off the throne and bowed and humbled myself to make Jesus Christ not only a savior, a ticket to ride to the other side, but my Lord, mm. I live differently. Mm. 
Yeah, Jesus, I, I put, I made this statement. I said, Jesus put it this way, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. If our focus is on things that ultimately rust, tarnish, break down, or burn up, our energy and our emotions will be misplaced. If we seek out Christ and allow him to be the ultimate treasure, our hearts will follow. And I think that's the first bet. So if you're looking to get rid of your past mistakes or all of the past hurts and the pains, Start with just keeping your focus on Jesus. Get your eyes off of the material things of this world. Get your eyes off of the heroes of this world and put your eyes on Jesus and just and just spend time there. Seek him in all that you do. So that would be the first step. And that's a it's a matter of fact, right? That's an obvious. Like if you want to change your life, Jesus is the only one that can actually change your character, your personality, and everything. He's it. There's nothing else in this world that can do that. Amen. Only Jesus can transform you. Hallelujah. Amen. The second way to break free from our is to break free from our past. In verse two, it says, "Set our minds on things above, not on earthly things." <laughs> this literally translate translates "keep on thinking" as a matter of habit on things above, not on things of the earth. Yeah. You know uh, what comes to your mind when you think about God is very, very important. When mm-hmm. you what comes to your mind when you think about yourself is very, very important. And and what I allow to go into my mind and what I allow to go into my eyes and what feeds my soul is going to come back out. And, uh, if I'm, if I'm setting my heart, my mind on things above, I am going to be more and more like God. I'm going to be godly. I just had a vision. So, uh, uh, cause I've been a business owner in, in ministry, my, most of my adult life. And, um, so you, you, you go through a bad crisis in your business Maybe you're not saved. I, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. You're not saved or you're kind of saved, but you're not. And you're going through a bad circumstance in your life. And um, and all of a sudden, you know, God gets your attention and you your business crashes or things are hardship or whatever. And he gets your attention. Oh, God, help me get through this, all this stuff, right? And then all of a sudden he sets you free and he gets you on the right path. And then after that, you go, you you start thinking exactly the same way that you were thinking before the crash. You never changed. You didn't, you weren't transformed. You, you're, you're still doing the exact same ways. You're still trying to figure out how to be rich or you're still trying to figure out how to get that next big customer or whatever. What did you learn when you gave your life to the Lord? What did you surrender? You should be transformed on the other end. It should be a complete changed life. You should be thinking differently. You should be talking differently. You should be acting differently. You're not You're not approaching the business the exact same way that you were doing it before. You're approaching it in a completely different way, a way that's surrendered to God. It's like you're no longer making things happen. You're saying, God, you are happening. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to adjust my life to you. And then according to what you want, that's how the business is going to be around. It's, it's a whole different mindset. So my thought is on this part, when it says set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, a literal translate keeps, keep on thinking a matter of habit is, well, you, before Christ, you had a lot of habits. So after Christ, you're going to have to create a lot of new habits. And the new habits, if they're still the same as the old habits, then you're going to get right back into where you were in the past. You're not going to change. So if you want to be free from your past, you're going to have to create the new habits. You're going to have to create a new way of thinking. And so if you gave your life to the Lord and surrendered to the Lord, then you have to say at that time, God is in control now of every aspect of your life. You no longer are in control. Let go, let God, and let it be. And so that's kind of the story that I thought. I don't know. So here's what I'm thinking, Pete. The change 
will result in these new habits. It's I think too many times I th- people are trying to do new habits to create the change, and there's there wasn't any there wasn't a real change. It was just a desperation. They were like you know it's fight or flight, right? You know, I'm I'm just doing this to survive, and then but there wasn't really a real change. Or when Barry was talking earlier, the word that kept popping into my mind was surrender, right? Are you surrendered to the Lord? Are you really making Him your Lord? Are you really letting Him sit on the throne, or are you still sitting on the throne? So. That's yeah, kind of what, where my, my heart What are you focusing on most? And if it's if your focus is still on the way that you were when you were in the world before Christ, if your focus is only on that, that's the how to fill the uh, fulfill the flesh, how to fulfill your self-wants, whatever that is, that's how you think. But after Christ, once you've been transformed, your mind is always focused on how am I going to put myself in a position to please God today? How am I going to adjust my life so that he is glorified? How am I going to love people the way that he wants me to love? How am I going to see things the way that he sees them? It has nothing to do with business anymore. Yeah, your focus has changed. It has nothing to do with your success anymore. It has to do with how am I serving? How am I sacrificing? How am I putting myself in a position so that he can? So that's what Paul's saying. If, if Colossi Church, if you're, if you're still focusing on what you were doing before, you're, gonna be, you're never going to get free from your past. You're going to stay in that stupid cycle over and over and over and over again until you finally understand your focus has to be on Jesus. It has to be there at all times. That's what he's saying. Uh, you know, what I have written down here, as a man thinketh in his heart, Amen. so is he. That Proverbs 23, 7. Amen. And, and uh, you know, the fruit of your life is a mirror of the state of your heart. And... Uh, We've got to take times in our life to examine the fruit. Yeah. What is my character? What am I producing? And, you know, uh, the wise person says, if, if I keep doing the same thing and getting the same results, you know, what's, what's the problem? What's the common denominator there? It's me, and I need a change. And uh, you know what? It's, it, I hope you hear hope in this time together today because there is hope and and pete said it a while ago god can change you he can change anyone and uh if we hand him the keys he'll get you there no question that's really good that that fruit you're talking about barry is that the galatians 5 fruit is that is that what you're talking about absolutely love joy peace patience kindness uh goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control that's that's the fruit you want to see if you're not seeing that in your life, then... And it's amazing how that happens. It's, it's the more that you, st- you sit still in God's presence, the more that you worship Him, and the more that you just, you capture the thoughts of having to do things, you capture the negative, you surrender, you cast all of your cares, all of your burdens unto Him. And when you get into that practice and you, and you just meditate on truth, as it's saying, you focus just on Jesus, you meditate on His truth... All of a sudden, it just this supernatural thing takes place where you start finding that you're more patient. You fire, you start finding that you you have more long suffering. All of a sudden, you start you start a- answering things with a kinder, gentler voice. You all of a sudden start loving people that you never thought you would love before. It's weird, but it but it starts here. It starts with that focus. It starts with that determination in your heart to to stop doing the way things of the past. And just focus on doing the things of the future, and that is with Jesus. So that kind of leads us into our really next good. point. So the third way we can be free from our past is we need to look out. Look out for what? So verses 5 through 9 say, 
Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you, sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covet covetousness. I don't know why I have covetousness. Thank you. Yeah. Which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them, but now you must put them away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices. You know, that that whole put away anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk. So before Christ, that is a natural reaction. Your, your, your kids do something in a way, your wife does something, your friends say something, some, a co-worker, someone cuts you off on the freeway. Those are all natural reactions. Those are like, ah, and the reason being is because you're in control and, and you're, you have a desire, you have a want, you have a way of doing things. It's, 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 it's how your mind is set. It's all about you. Hmm. And, and when it's all about you and that's how you wake up and that's what you think about, then you're going to have malice. You're going to have slandered. You're going to have things come out of your mouth that are not go- godly. But when you wake up and your focus is not on what you can accomplish, but what you can do for Jesus and that surrender to him and ask him to lead your day. And you're looking at people the way that he looks at them and you're adjusting your life to according to what he wants. The anger part doesn't happen because now you're seeing that the person that cut you off on the road needs prayer. You now recognize that maybe there's something wrong and your heart breaks for them. The next time somebody uh, yells at you or someone does something, you realize there's hurt and there's pain in their life. And so your heart immediately starts praying for those people and you start breaking for them because you're no longer looking at them from your own flesh. Hmm. You're now looking at them from the spirit of God. You know, it it reminds me, Pete, that uh, when, when I was playing college football, we used to have this kickoff return that we, we blocked a cross. And so I was a middle guy and the guy that I blocked was a kicker. And so the kicker kicks the ball way downfield and he's looking up and I try to put my helmet underneath his chin. That, that was my block. The guy to my right would block the first guy on the left of the kicker. So you're going across the field to make the block and you, you get back and, and you're a heat missing, uh, heat, uh, uh, seeking missile. And, but the guy doesn't see you coming because you're coming from the other side. And, you know, that's what Satan wants to do. He yeah. wants to blindside us. Yeah. And he wants to dig these trenches for us and, and cover them over and make them look like everything's okay. But I'm telling you, these things that are mentioned here in Colossians, they are ditches that will blindside you, that will ruin your marriage, ruin your life, and ruin your future. And, and God wants us, if we keep our eyes up and we keep our eyes on him and we keep our minds set on things above, the Holy Spirit, if you are in tune and you're seeking him, he will show you those landmines, those blind spots, those, those, those trenches that Satan sets up for you. And you know what? Uh, we're going to get into this here in just a second, but... But looking out is is having your head on a swivel mm. and knowing that you have an enemy that hates your guts, yeah. that wants to destroy you and your family and everything good in your life that brings glory to God. He doesn't want you to be close to God and producing fruit. 
He wants you to be separated. He wants you to be isolated. He wants you to be in depression and staying in your home and not getting around other Christians. And I'm telling you, a great way to look out is to get some godly men around yes. you, godly women around you, praying for you, and be in accountability. You know, that's the best way. And and just like you were saying, Pete, this this fruit that we're talking about, Bob, you were saying it too, that it is the character of Christ. That fruit in Galatians chapter five, it is God's character coming out in us. That's what fruit is. Yeah. And and you were saying, uh, Pete, that John 15, if we abide in him, if we'll spend time with him, if we will read his word and spend time with him, he will produce his fruit in us. It happens naturally, but it's who you're hanging out with. Pete, do you remember Doug Fields when he had yeah. that, all that stuff for youth ministry? Yeah. He had a book that was a devotional and he, he was it was called Hang Time with God. Mm. That's exactly what we need mm. to do. We mm. need to hang out with God, and He will produce that fruit. Mm. I got to hang out with Doug Fields a few times. That's nice. He's, yeah, he's a, he did incredible. a few of our trainings and stuff. Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah, he's out of he was out of Saddleback out, out in California. Um, so I was just thinking um, as you were talking, Barry. So I, I the question that I ask is that I I feel sometimes I'm one I'm one moment away from actually falling back into this temptation. So I look at this and I feel like, you know, I have, there's, there's moments in my life where I might have a sexual immorality, impurity, evil desires, covetousness, or idolatry. And, and I think that if, if, I mean, I know that this is probably speaking to a lot of people. I mean, there, there's a struggle, there's a real issue here. And so Paul is, Paul is recognizing this and he's saying, listen, I'm going to give you kind of a little bit of, of a outline. So you understand if you see these things, if these things are popping up in your life, you need to run, okay? You need to just get away from that. You need to create new habits. You need to put yourself in a position because if you don't, then you're going to fall right back into your own patterns. And, and, and it's not like you're not, let's just be honest, you're, we all fall short of the glory of God. We're not, we're not sitting here saying that we're perfect. We're not going to do that because it's not true. Um, but we, we will say that what we've learned is that we don't stay here. If if we've fallen short, we're not we're not wallowing in it. We're we're getting up and saying, God, I'm not doing that again. I'm repenting, and we're we're running to Jesus, right. and we're putting ourselves in a position regularly to be successful here, because we know our shortcomings. I had I've altered most of my life and how I how I do things because of some of these. I've completely put boundaries in, in, in other things in my life, and I will not do certain things because of these warnings that Paul gives us here. And so that's, that's something that I could not do it on my own. I cried out to Jesus. I, I kept my focus on him and said, God, I'm weak here. My flesh is weak. I know the spirit is willing, but my flesh is weak, and I'm just being honest and humble here. And God, I need your help. And, and when I came into those temptations or are things that popped into my head or things that I knew that were not of God because of what Paul is warning me here, I prayed hard, God, get me through this. Lord, help me. And I changed my habit. I changed my direction. We've talked about this on the, on the show a few times, but that's, that's kind of what's happened. So let's just do this real quick. Let's just, we're running out of time here, but let's just break down some of these. So um, let's talk about evil desires. What is an evil desire? So that's one of the things that Paul said. I think Proverbs 21 10 says, the wicked crave evil. Their neighbors get no mercy from them. So what is an evil desire? Any thoughts? No? It's the opposite of God. Yeah. It's it's 
God is good and everything that uh, is of God is holy and pure and good. So if it stands in opposition to God, it's evil. Yeah, C.S. Lewis put, his, if, if a thing is free to be good, it is free to be bad. And if free will is what has made evil possible, why then did God give us free will? Because free will, though it makes evil possible, it also is the only thing that makes possible any love or goodness or joy worth having. And so there is an evil desire in all of us. But the opposite of that, as you just said, Barry, is good. And God's given us that free will to choose to do evil, but also to choose to do good. And if we do choose to do good, as as C.S. Lewis said here, that we would then experience the what makes love and goodness and joy worth having. That's really good. Yeah, without free will, you can't love. Yeah. That's my definition of worship, is choosing God. That's it. That's I, that is a great definition for worship, yep. is when I choose him over the world and anything else in the world. All right, covetousness, what's that? I want what you got. Yeah. I... I look at you and I see what you have. And I, and I, and I could be even more than a material thing. So it could be like what I struggled with in my past was, you know, you put all these like, you know, like pastors on a pedestal, you put their ministries on a pedestal, you put some of these business owners on a pedestal and man, you, you strive to be, you know, to have their success. You strive to have their kind of ministry or their kind of business. And and one of the things that God had to teach me was, well, listen, I made you you. I, I've created you a certain way. Are you content with what you have? Are you okay with thriving in the moment that I've given you? Maybe I didn't create you to be the guy in the highlights. I didn't, I, maybe I created you to be the small guy that's impacting a little people. You know, are you okay with that? Are you going to thrive there? And, and I think covetousness for me was battling wanting to be something that I'm not wanting me wanted to keep trying to do this or, or you know, do a different ministry or do a different ministry, uh, business or something. But God is saying, no, thrive with you have stop, be content. Don't you don't need that other stuff. Let me provide you whatever you need and do that. Yeah, I think it comes down, Pete, to trusting God that, that we trust that his plan is really good and he wants, you know, it. it that he wants the best for us because you know, everybody can't be on top or, you know, it, it, as we look at it in the world. Um, but I think that's what it boils down to. Uh, when you, when you struggle with this, it's, you're not trusting God. Yeah. And I mean, it's, you're, tr- you're still taking ownership yeah. instead of surrendering to God. Alistair Begg said, if we are to say no to covetousness, we l- must learn to say yes to contentment. This involves learning to be content with what we have. Hebrews 13, five, much of our discontentment may be traced to expectations that are essentially selfish and more often than not completely unrealistic. Hmm. Who was that quote by? Alistair Begg. Oh, I thought you said Alex Trebek. I'm sorry. No, no. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, where did that come from? No, Good, he's Alex. A, he's a pastor out of Cleveland. <laughs> or the sorry. greater Cleveland area. I love his voice. Yeah, I love oh, it. He's a Scottish, Scottish man. <laughs> All right, so I mean that next one, sexual morality, we kind of covered that. I mean that's a no-brainer. Uh, fornication, you know, just if you're struggling with porn, turn off the TV, turn off the, the computer. I mean, I love that uh, book or that movie by uh, Kirk Cameron. What was that? Fireproof. Yes. And so he had trouble with porn. He took his computer outside and he beat it up with a bat. If you guys remember that movie, I mean that literally. I mean I've 
I've literally, I've changed the way that I search because I have patterns in my own life. And so you just, you have to be honest and real with yourself. You have to, you have to just be honest. If you have struggled, put your accountability partners in place. If you're a, if you're a man, tell your husband, I mean, you tell your husband, (laughs) your wife, if you're a wife, tell your husband, if you have issues, you have to be well and don't judge each other. If your wife, men, and you're listening and she has struggled, don't judge her. You need to work with her, love her, be with her, show compassion. Same thing with wives listening for her husbands. I think the reason why they don't say it because they're going to be judged. They're going to be ridiculed. Just give that to the Lord. Stop that and just work with that. But the, you can be healed here. I, I'm, a, I'm a testimony to this. You can be healed of sexual morality. God is, God is faithful here. He can change that. Amen. I want to shout out to Covenant Eyes and Triple X yeah, Church. Amen. They got some great resources on that. And uh, man, uh, Satan loves it when men fall with their eyes sexually in pornography or women because you feel disqualified uh, for serving him. And you know what? That's that's the root of that. They, he wants to disqualify you, wants to get you out of the game, and wants to get you hurt and uh, eyes focused on self. So, What is blasphemy? Using the Lord's name in in vain. What is it though? How do how does somebody do blasphemy? Because it's I mean Paul's telling us here. He's warning us, blasphemy. Well, I hear you hear it in terms of cussing and stuff like that, where they use you know Jesus' name in an inappropriate way. Um, that's what it means to me. So I mean, I, I mean, in, in a nutshell, it, the, the Jesus said it himself in Luke twelve ten. He says, "Everyone who speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but the one who blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven." So I mean, blasphemy is 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 a it's like you give your life to the Lord, you surrender your life to the Lord, but then you completely reject anything there is about Jesus or the Holy Spirit. Hmm. And so it's there's a it's it's like you once were fully following Him and then you were completely rejecting him you're blaspheming him you're completely turning your back on on the holy spirit all right we're running out of time uh filthy language is the is the last one that he talked about and that that should be common sense you know uh, we we just got to watch our tongue okay you know cussing is is not not good it's not okay but there's a stiff warning here pete it says the wrath of god is coming because of these things mm. and that's the last thing i want right? and so talk to people yeah, guys, you know, uh, God is holy, and uh, he cannot allow sin in his presence. And let me ask you, have you dealt with sin in your life? The only way to really deal with sin in your life is through accepting and trusting in what Jesus Christ did. Sin was nailed onto the body of Christ at the cross He was beaten and bruised because the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus, our Lord. As you're here, really, really ask yourself, do I know him? And is he my Lord? Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? What must I do? Number one, I must admit that I'm a sinner and that I am separated from God because of my sin. Number two, I must put my belief in the holy uh, divine son of God who died on the cross, who paid the penalty, was beaten and bruised and was put in a grave and rose from that grave three days later. And, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the last thing is we must confess him as our Lord in Romans 
10, 9, and 10, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, that means the boss, that means the ruler of your life. And if you are the ruler and the boss, if he's the ruler and the boss of your life, you are safe. You are no longer a slave to sin and you are a child of God. So let me ask you, according to Romans 10, 13, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Have you called? Have you surrendered? Have you confessed that you're a sinner? Do you, have you put your belief and trust in Jesus Christ? The way we do that is through prayer. Would you pray with me today if you've never done that? If you don't know for sure you're going to heaven, would you pray with me today and make that commitment, make that decision to receive Jesus Christ today? Pray with me, friend. Dear God, I know that you love me. I know that you created me. And I know that you have a plan for my life, but I stand in the way and it's my sin that stands in the way. It has separated me from you. And Lord, I confess that attitude. I confess that I am a sinner and I ask you to forgive me. And God, I believe there's only one way for forgiveness to happen. And that's through what you allow to happen to your son, Jesus, by sending him to die on the cross. And I believe that he didn't die because he was a criminal or a sinner, but he died because of my sin. And I believe that he was buried. I believe that he rose again. I believe that when he said, I'm the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father except through me, that he's the only way. So today, I don't trust in my performance. I put all my trust and hope in Jesus alone. And I believe that you rose from the grave, Jesus. And because of that, I invite you into my life to sit on the throne of my life and to give me of your spirit so I may live a life pleasing for you and honoring for you, my Lord. Come in now and save me now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Pete, tell us what to do if they just pray that prayer. Man, that was awesome. You know, if you did give your life, we would love to hear from you. If you go onto riotpodcast.co, you go to the top there at that No God, click on that button, drop down to the bottom and it says, give your life to the Lord. Click on that and fill that out. And we love to get in contact. We would love to get you some material, connect you to a Bible-believing church if you're not already. Um, and just like to hear your testimony, just like to hear your story. Awesome show, uh, Bob. Barry, it was great having you again. It was So good to be back. It, it just flows so nice so with, when you're in the, in the studio. I so, love having yeah. Barry back in the studio. What an amazing show. Uh, guys, I hope you appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. I hope you put it into practice. Uh, remember to check out social media on, on Facebook. Um, Anywhere and anywhere, you'll subscribe wherever you listen and on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe and click that little bell. But guys, we uh, we're just honored to be able to come to you today and, and share what was on our hearts. And we can't not wait until next week. Very awesome having you on the show today. What Pete, a pleasure. I just love how scripture just comes alive. I was just telling Amen. you this. Amen. I know. It's like we're reading this little section in the Bible, but it's just like it has such huge impact on my life. The living word, my I friend. I mean, it just, this little section like totally radically changed, altered every aspect of my life. Amen. That's all I saw. That's pretty cool. That's love it. it. Right, Have an amazing week. Worship, Bye. guys. Bye. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of the Riot Podcast.